I saw a video of a girl whose dog, I think it was cutting the nails. The dog did not like getting his nails cut. Mm-hmm. So she put saran wrap around her head, like oh. at, at the level of her forehead, <laughs> and she put peanut butter on her forehead. So the dog is just licking like- her forehead while she's cutting his nails. <laughs> to Let's Boop Snoots. Welcome. My name is Vero. And my name is Heidi. And today we're going to talk about some dog grooming. We are. Yes. And a few things that we've been up to this week. Can I share a sad story? Not that, not, I don't want to make things <laughs> sad again. I just want to let everybody know that um, I typically don't vaccinate my dogs for everything we talked about that on a previous episode and um i never kennel them so i never get the kennel cough vaccine however they visit the dog park regularly and this past weekend gibbon seems to have the kennel cough he's got the barking gibbon seal cough he's like wheezy upon exertion i tried to have a listen to his lungs and one night it was pretty bad but i was gonna wait for a couple of days to see how it went and we've been giving him teaspoons of honey only like three a day. He really likes that part. And I bet. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> and um, anyways, over the weekend, he's gotten substantially better. So I don't think we're going to rush off to the vet just yet. But if it worsens again, um, we definitely will. But anyways, just, poor something, Gibbon. just something to think. But poor Gibbs. Yep. But yeah. he's on the mend. He's on the mend. Betcha the honey just kind of soothe, oh. soothes the irritation. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, the barking like seal cough. My little gibbon seal. Poor guy. Anyways, I just thought I'd share that with everyone. Something to think about. Uh, so I attended a basic dog grooming techniques seminar. Uh, it was organized by Golden Rescue Canada, and they had a golden retriever, which I was really excited about because I want to learn. Uh, once I get my new puppy, um, how to I want to learn how to groom my puppy. Uh, so they just went over some basic things. So nail clipping, grooming the paws. And what else did they... I missed actually the beginning of it. I missed the first 10 minutes. So I think they actually washed uh, the golden retriever first. Uh, but I did miss that. And they went over uh, the basic tools that you would need for grooming so it was quite interesting. I kind of wish that they, they would do a part two for grooming like the ears and the tail, uh, but it, they didn't have enough time. So some of the tools that they used, which you can, which I had actually looked up online because I've been watching Golden Retriever grooming videos, was a slicker brush. Uh, that's just for the, how do you call that? Not the outer coat, but the... Like the undercoat? No, the other coat. How many coats does a golden have? <laughs> they have they have a double they have a double coat. They do, eh? Yeah, so that's for the coat that's on the outside and then they have their undercoat. Okay. So the slicker brush is for the outside coat and then they use an undercoat rake mm-hmm. and that gets rid of all like the loose undercoat. And then they used a dematting tool uh for if ever you run into like a big matted knot. They use that to detangle that. And then just a comb. Uh, They also used a clipper blade, which was a number 10 blade. Curved scissors, straight straight scissors, and thinning shears, uh, which was all very interesting. 
I really like seeing the transformation of the paws where they have like slipper feet, like the long hair. Yeah. And then they trim it and it looks like a little kitten paw. <laughs> like really cute. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to add really quickly. I tried to attend this se seminar, but I was too late on the registration. So Vera was the only one that uh, um, attended it. So I have some questions for you too, Vero. Mm -hmm. So did they groom the dog live, like on the webinar? Yes. Oh, they did. Yes. So it wasn't like a video that they like debriefed or anything like that. No, it was, it was live. Live grooming of a golden. Yeah, and it was a grooming Aww. place, I believe, from New York. Okay. And it was one of the golden retriever rescues from that that organization. Oh wow! So there was two goldens. Uh, the part that I missed uh, was one golden, which I think they just gave the dog a bath and blow dried it. And then they use the other dog for grooming. Her name was Sadie. I, I don't know the name of the first one, but she was okay. very cute and very, very patient. <laughs> <laughs> Things that they mentioned. So I had looked at dog grooming videos for Golden Retrievers beforehand because uh, that's an interest of mine. However, they did mention a couple of things that I did not see on those videos. So when you're clipping your dog's paws, like in between the toes... When like you the, have like the hair that grows between their toes, right? Yeah, yeah. Like underneath, like you're lifting the dog, the dog's paw, and you're looking at the pad. Yeah. They use the clipper number ten blade mm -hmm. between, like you know, you have like the bigger pad, and then you have like the fingers. Yep. So they use the blade there, and you know how retrievers have webbed feet. Mm -hmm. They mentioned that if you do have a golden retriever, like a Labrador retriever, you need to be careful with the clipper. Mm. not to nick Clip that the, so yeah, nick yeah so yeah yeah so you have to do like a scooping motion so okay. i learned that and i also learned that if your dog uh, gets skunked <laughs> yep yes they have this homemade solution with peroxide dawn dish soap and baking mm -hmm. soda Yes. I didn't know that. So, and so remember I told you that a friend of mine used to own a professional grooming company and she used to compete in the States yes. and everything. So uh, when I talked to her about this, cause I've, uh, all three of my dogs have, that I've ever owned have been skunked before. And the big thing with skunking is that it's, it's an oil and people don't think that. So like when you pour like, like oil on your clothes, um, uh, you don't like wash it with water, right? Like, or anything that's going to like spread the oil like everywhere. And it's all about oil transfer. So like even before bringing the dog back into your house, it's best to get them with that um, uh, similar concoction that you just mentioned, the, the homemade thing. Yes. And, and I've used that time and time again. But what my friend told me is that the peroxide is totally in like an un, uh, you don't need that part to the solution. Peroxide okay. does absolutely nothing because you don't use peroxide to kill oil, right? So what you want is like a dish soap or whatever dish to break soap. it up. And you want the baking soda because it absorbs all of that oil. And um, mm. I, I used peroxide like, oh, I can remember this so well. It was a Friday <laughs> night and I think we were going out somewhere, Vero. I think we had plans to go somewhere. Maybe it was someone oh. else. I can't remember. But I rushed home um, uh, and, you know, you, you get home, you try to like eat something really quick and then you have a shower because you're getting ready to go out for like, I forget whether it was dinner or something that we were doing. I can't remember if it was even you. Anyways. And um, so I'm driving home and I get a call from my son who was taking the dogs out for a walk and 
we let them off leash at the park across the street and there's a tiny little wooded area and there must have been a dead skunk or something because Becky came back oh, no. black and just reeking of skunk. So I don't know if she rolled in a dead one or got into it with like a live one. I don't know, but she was like filthy and so stinky. So I was just like, oh my God. So in brought her right inside. I carried her in. Like I went and got like a like, towel. Don't touch anything. Her. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Don't let her touch anything in the house. Brought her straight into the shower. And same thing. Wow, like, she's pretty me. big. Yes, she is. <laughs> but I was just like, because <laughs> I was like, so like, I got to get this done and like shower and hopefully not smell like skunk when I go out for the night. But um, brought her into the shower. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen the videos. If your dog like super hates the shower or whatever, you can do a couple of different tricks. Like they smear pe- peanut butter on the wall. So they lick at the peanut butter oh, yeah. and you can like oh. wash them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw. Sorry, I, I'll say it after. Yes, <laughs> I tried tried that with a Gibbs once, and he just stood at the edge of the shower, and he has such a long tongue, and his tongue was like reaching where I put the peanut butter on the wall, like he was cheating so bad. I was like, ah, uh, uh. I'm like, you want that peanut butter? You got to get in there, buddy. Anyways, but um, so brought Becky into the shower, and yes, that's what I use, like the um the peroxide. But after talking with my friend, she said the peroxide isn't necessary. But let me tell you, the white spots on Becky were like whiter than white wow (laughs) when she was done she was squeaky clean um, so don't expect um skunk smell uh, with a solution like that to go away what you're doing is you're getting rid of the oil so it doesn't transfer onto anything else but skunk let me tell you right now will linger on a dog for like months after the fact like if they go out in the rain yeah. and, their, and their coat gets wet you can smell that skunk again and you're like it like oh, almost no. makes you panic like you're like no <laughs> but <laughs> but uh it, it stays with you for just for quite some time but if i can make one recommendation it is after it initially happens if you can wash the dog with that solution as we mentioned but like you know they sell all these different things at the store like skunk be gone and like all that kind of stuff and Honestly, the the best the stuff that has worked the best for me on all three dogs is I just literally I wet them, I put the I pour the baking soda on top like shake a shake a shake a shake all over them cover them, I I take the Dawn liquid soap squirt 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 all over them and then you just mix it all in and all of those yes. things are super like natural ingredients so you don't have to worry about like you know it's it being super chemically either like whether it gets in their face or their eyes or their mouth like it's no big deal if they get some dawn soap and baking soda like in their mouth you know Uh, you can use the peroxide as just like a little extra like maybe that helps absorb some of the smell a a bit maybe but maybe mostly it's the the baking uh baking soda doing all that work for you sorry that's my little spiel on skunk (laughs) i've i've washed many You'd experienced it luckily my dogs were smart enough to not go back ever again to the skunk again like porcupines and skunks it seems to be a one-time occurrence per dog. <laughs> that <laughs> so smell far. must be so strong for them it it literally if so when I was at a good friend of mine who lives in the neighborhood, she has a hot tub in her backyard and she has a mini doodle and we were sitting there and she said, what does that smell? And it smelled like, um, like tar, like, you know, when they, when they're pouring asphalt and they put that tar down, it yeah. li- like when a dog freshly gets skunked, cause she had one living under her deck, she found out afterwards, it, it smells 
so like like you feel like it's like you can't even breathe you can't it's so strong and it doesn't and when it happens like when you're there when it initially happens you don't even recognize it as skunk it smells like um like like hot chemically like just so like it smells like tar like they just like tar your I kind of like the smell of tar (laughs) (laughs) I do not I do not oh it's awful sorry and that is and so concludes my my skunk spiel um they did say in the seminar that if your dog gets skunked if you're trying things beforehand to wash your dog before actually trying the dawn dish soap uh, peroxide and baking soda solution that it will not work as well this needs to be like the first thing you do yes. I don't know yeah I don't know if it changes the consistency forget, of the skunkiness forget, or, or maybe <laughs> the it's skunk just, spray you're adding more things like people like say the tomato juice thing right like no don't even bother with tomato juice like just yeah. don't just just go right to the baking soda and dish soap people I yeah can't, I can't stress enough yeah uh back to the peanut butter yes (laughs) I saw I saw a video of a girl whose dog I think it was cutting the nails the Mm -hmm. dog did not like getting his nails cut Mm -hmm. so she put saran wrap around her head like at at the level of her forehead (laughs) and she put peanut butter on her forehead so the dog is just licking her forehead while she's cutting his nails oh my god (laughs) I mean, it's a pretty good idea. It is a pretty good idea. Maybe that can be another like marketable item that we can make. Call it like butterheads. Butterheads. <laughs> butter I like it. A head strap. You get a your can monster and your butterhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right. Uh, what else did they mention that was interesting? They did mention like some people are scared to cut the nails hugely at the dogs Mm -hmm. yes so you can actually see like if your dog's nails are white then you can actually see um the quick Mm -hmm. but if they're black it's harder to see so if you just go little by little eventually eventually you'll see like the quick like the meat of it Mm -hmm. and that that's when you stop yes because wiggum had like he had black or brown nails and I, I always worried when I cut his nails, but Gibbons are black and I, I hit him once on the quick. Got yes. A little, got a little blood back. And then if they were difficult, it bleeds before, a lot. It, it really does. And <laughs> his, like, I must've just gotten like the very tip of it. Cause it didn't bleed very much, but, um, uh, I didn't know this about Wimes, but apparently they're super babies about their feet because I couldn't figure out why I touched this dog's paws like literally since day one, day, every single day I touched this dog's paws and he's still super squeamish about touching his paws. Like we oh, wipe given. we wipe their feet every time they come in from the backyard, especially in the winter, especially when it's rainy out. We, I try to cut his nails and everything like that and he is horrible at it he is he's a huge (laughs) baby like he's like "Eh, eh, eh," and like pulling back all the time and yeah trying to run away makes it hard yeah it really does maybe maybe i need a butterhead (laughs) maybe they'll keep (laughs) you need a (laughs) butterhead oh that was too funny yeah that's good that's a funny video I i don't know if you were gonna move on from the pause but i remember seeing a video online that um like their their pads on their feet and the in between is like where they sweat from. So yes, like I, it's really important that you clip the, that fur that grows like in between, because it covers up and it like 
basically like mess it can mess up their feet like pretty bad yeah so you, you it doesn't to, let the sweat uh yes like the sweat sweat and, yeah, the sweat sweat <laughs> the sweat sweat yeah but um yeah so because I didn't do that for well especially in COVID right like I wasn't taking I used to take them to pet smart grooming like all the time and um when they stayed at home I went and and bought like a super tiny pair of scissors and Becky's just amazing with her feet. She sits there like it's like she's the biggest diva like at Heidi's nail salon. Aww. She'll give me each pawns and just stay there forever. Like she's happy to get her, her nails did. And, <laughs> and she's got the nice see-through ones so I can see exactly where the quick is. Yeah. And um, actually one thing that I asked for for Christmas and another close friend of mine that I will mention again and again and again and again on the show, Michelle, um, she rec recommends on her website to this very specific, um, it's a Dremel. So you can go to Home yes. Depot. I, I bought like a, a super like cheapo one off of Amazon and it's, and it's like a sanding. So it's kind of like a one made for, I think smaller dogs, but it worked on my dogs. I would clip them and then like sand them down. So they're nice and there's no stragglers or things that can get caught on anything. So they're nice and round and, and sanded down nicely. Um, I don't think this one has got enough oomph for my big doggies no. nails. So I was going to pass that down to a friend with a smaller dog and I'm going to get a heavy duty Dremel <laughs> from Will you? for Christmas. Yeah. Ooh. To do the doggies nails with and the Dremel. Um, some people and Michelle does it quite often. Doesn't you don't even need to clip. Like if you get a heavy duty Dremel from Home Depot or Canadian Tire or, you know, Lowe's or wherever a massive be, grinder, a massive grinder, it, it works so well. And the other thing is that you can see when you're sanding it down, you can see where the tissue changes from the nail to where the quick is. Like it becomes mm -hmm. a little bit more like the meat. Yes, exactly. Like it's more um, like porous almost. And mm -hmm, so, yeah. and then you don't have to worry about cutting it and making them bleed all over the place and then be terrified of ever having their nails done again. So it's a nice um, way to get them used to it. And I remember Michelle doing it with my dogs is like, you start by showing it to them and letting them sniff it and like, Oh, that like, it's safe. I'm not scaring you with this piece of machinery. And you say good and reward them with some of their food or treats or whatever. You get them used to being around the tool first and then try touching a nail with it. You know, don't sit down and expect to go through like all the nails, like no problem at all. Like start off by doing a nail or two and being like, yeah, great. Like you made it through and get slowly, let them accustomed to being around this tool and knowing that it's not going to hurt them and it's not going to be the end of the world, you know? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the cutters too. Yes, exactly. Any of them. It was yeah. fun. when I went over to my sister's house with her corgi. She said, "I said, oh my god, his nails are long." And she was like, "He won't let me. He won't like." She's like, "Watch!" And she pulled it out, and he starts to cry just looking at it. Like it's not even <laughs> close to him. And he's like, "The cutter, the Dremel, the the cutter, like the 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 clippers, like the nail clippers." <laughs> and so it took five minutes where I just like took his leash and made him do a sit stay and would bring it close to him. And, and, and if he would yelp, I just would give him a little pressure on the leash until he was quiet. And then he would sit there and let me just touch, just, just touch his, his paws with it with, I would just go tap, tap, tap yeah. along his paws without him saying a word. And my sister was like, Oh, I'm like, yep. Sometimes they're just a little scared. So just teach them not to be scared. Anyway. Yeah. Doggy um, I don't have much else to say about this. 
Golden Rescue Canada has been putting a lot of like presentations and seminars up that are really informative. I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or if they've always done this, uh, but I think it's pretty good. Like it's good learning opportunities. So maybe check out their website and see what they have up. I know they have a training one coming up. So Ooh. I think that'll be interesting. Yes. Um, and they just had, you know, I think I mentioned the last episode, maybe not the last one, maybe the one before, how they have like rescue missions and they've brought like 24 dogs from Egypt. Oh, yeah. So they just had their second one. So oh. they're currently bringing golden retrievers from Cairo, Egypt Cairo? to Canada. Cairo. Cairo, yes. Cairo uh, to their forever Canadian homes. Nice. Yeah, it's so cute. Um, One more thing I'll say about grooming is... um. Like like we were talking about coats and stuff like that earlier, different dogs have different types of coats. And, you know, you get my Weimaraner who's got short hair. So there's like literally nothing to groom there. For Gibbon, it's like, um, you know, uh, ears, teeth and nails. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> um, but there's different tools depending on the different types of dogs that you have. And Vero mentioned some of them um, that deal with the undercoat rather than like the outer coat. So you have to be be really aware of like what kind of dog you're getting. So for instance, um, I have neighbors on the block that have two ginormal uh, Samoids, Zeus and Athena. Ooh. Aww. The big floofs, they are like mega floofs to the max. Those are like, if yeah. the, those of you that are unfamiliar with a Samoid, um, it looks almost like a chow chow. So it's like this big, white, fluffy dog. Like it's a very large breed dog. And they've got floof. Just It's just like a big white poof. <laughs> big white poof. I think it's more poofy than a chow chow. It is more poofy than a chow chow. And I remember saying to them. They're so they were, cute. Oh, they're so cute. And they're so sweet. They're such sweet, sweet dogs. And I remember saying to these lovely people that I met when we would meet every day after work in the dog part, I said, you must own the entire Swiffer collection at home. <laughs> <laughs> and they laughed and they said, yes, we do. It's a constant battle keeping up with the floof in the home. But on a dog like that, I said, do you find they get hot in the summer? And she was like, yeah, they do. Because they, they've got, I think it's like even like three layers of coat. And another wow. dog that's similar to that are Newfoundlanders because um, Newfoundlander dogs are used for literally re rescuing in cold icy water so they have like a like and i forget what the names of the coats are but i think it's like three layers of coats so wow do so dogs like that you can't shave them in the summer no. because it ruins it's like you're it's like you're shaving off part of their body you can't you should be shaving a husky either like anything no. with like an undercoat um you shouldn't be shaving down like the only things that 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 should be getting shaved are the doodles really. And, yeah. um, you know, you, you see the funny Halloween pics of like them where they shave, give them the lion's mane shave. So they leave like the face, like in a random yes. face puppy, <laughs> and then shave the rest of their body. So and <laughs> I kept threatening. I was going to do that with my mother-in-law's dog if she left, left her here with me. And so she, she didn't ask us. <laughs> she to, hasn't yet. <laughs> she, she didn't leave us to dogs it for like a very long time. And she, I was like, I wouldn't actually do it. I'm like, but I probably would actually do it. I thought it would be hilarious. <laughs> but um it would be funny and um 
another thing that I'll say is that, you know, there's the big chain groomers like PetSmart where it's like line them up and get through them all. And then there's like um, independent groomers that know a bit more about what they're doing and can style things a bit better. And and especially with um, if you have the type of dog that needs that constant grooming. So like the poodles and the doodles. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned this saying from my mother-in-law because um, she would people don't want their golden doodles looking like a poodle. So they'll say, don't poodle my doodle. (laughs) (laughs) Cause while she was trying to find a groomer that she was comfortable with, uh, Gracie came back looking pretty, pretty, pretty poodly. Uh Oh, she had like the big poof on the top of the head and like, Oh my God. And like a poopy tail. And my mother-in-law just hated it. And she said, even Gracie was like ashamed. She was like, don't look at me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Getting back from the groomer because she looked a pretty poodly. Aw, greasy. So, um, there's all different types of uh, groomers and grooming yeah. and tools. So, um, And again- I just want to add something mm-hmm. to the different types of coats. So I think if you have a dog that has a double coat or more, like you said, like their coats are made to keep them warm in the winter. And cool in the summer. I know with the double coat, it traps the air in between. Ah. So if you're shaving like a, a dog new- that has a double double yeah. coat, it ruins the undercoat and it grows back fuzzy. Yeah. And like, it sticks like Velcro. Yes, and you and you ruin the undercoat. Like it's it's very, very bad for them. Like you can't go yeah. shaving certain types of dogs. So yeah, Correct. definitely be aware of that and it's a reason why I didn't get a Newfoundlander I originally when I when I was like looking to get another dog like I wanted a very large breed dog and I wanted to get the Newfoundlander but in the city where we live like Ottawa is like the city of like extreme temperatures like either way right so for the winter great like he would be able to sit outside like all day and like minus 40 weather but come (laughs) the summertime when it's like plus 40 out it's just like brutal for them I think and like one of my sister's friends who had one said that it was just too hot and they would drool and drool and drool and like so that was not something I was willing to uh to deal with (laughs) I do yeah I don't know the big goobery no slobber dogs (laughs) that like send it flying everywhere I mean I do just not my house (laughs) yes they're very cute they look like big teddy bears yeah but in terms of grooming yourself at home, um, I know there's a couple of different brands that I've used and that I will recommend. And um, there's one that's um, a big brush that's very popular. It's very expensive, but I'm telling you, it lasts forever. And it's called the Furminator. So Furminator is a mm-hmm. company that makes several uh, different grooming tools and, and stuff like that. And um, the Furminator is amazing. So Scrappy was a husky mix we think of some kind so he had that undercoat and when he shed like at the springtime and stuff like that the furminator is amazing because it has that rake part to it where it gets underneath at the uh, undercoat but it also like brooms all the top stuff off so it digs out the stuff from like underneath and pulls it all out and I would like 15 minutes of brushing with the Furminator which they only recommend doing 15 minutes because it kind of pulls on them and it's a little bit uncomfortable yeah well I'm wondering if you can actually ruin the undercoat brushing by brushing it too much yeah and you can burn the skin like if you're brushing too much in the same spot yes 
So I remember, and that's one thing, uh, where did I buy mine? I think I bought mine at the Pet Expo and I remember them telling me that because somebody told me that when I was buying it. They were like, don't brush with this for more than 15 minutes at a time. So, you know, like every weekend I would take 15 minutes, but oh my God, I would get like a whole nother dog out of them. Mm. Like, it was insane. The Furminator's an awesome tool. Um, for a short haired dog like um, Gibbon, you wouldn't need something like the Furminator because there's no undercoat which sees what you get and they're like almost like like Gibbon like even underneath on his tummy and like under like in his armpits and stuff he's all, he has the same feeling as like a hairless cat if you've ever like oh, touched yes. one like it's like that super soft but it's just like skin right like there's like hardly any fur there so you know Gibbon's the first dog I've ever bought a winter coat for because he gets cold outside he can't he can't tolerate mm-hmm. it, you know, as much as like the dogs with a beefier coat, but he still sheds. Like, so people always say, oh, that must be great because he probably doesn't shed as much. Oh, no, he does. <laughs> it's just you don't see it. It's not as like blatantly obvious as, let's say, my neighbors with the two giant floofs, Samoids, Zeus and yeah. <laughs> Um Gibbs still sheds. And there's this thing and I forget what it's called, but it's almost like a rubber mitt. And they use that on the short haired dogs because it just pulls like, um, but you don't need the rakes or the toothed combs or anything like that to pull at the no. hair. It's sort of the friction from the rubber on the mitt is enough to like take like all of the fur off and stuff like that. So um, I've used that on Becky before. So I would, she's got a bit longer fur, but like she's still pretty short haired. And she, um, so I would do a bit of the Furminator on her, especially in the spring when you can tell that they're shedding a bit more and the big clumps start coming off, especially down around the bum area where they may have a hard time grooming themselves. Mm -hmm. And then I would just for the top part, I would use that like rubber thing. And that was recommended to me from the folks at PetSmart when I used to take them for regular grooming. I can't wait to groom my, my blondie. See, and that's my leggy blonde. Your leggy blonde. <laughs> I'm and gonna get all the tools. <laughs> so did they did they talk in the webinar? Because when I think of goldens, like even our friend Nicole has two goldens, and I've seen different goldens, and I've seen ones that almost look like they have like a lion's mane like on their chest. You know how it's a bit longer there? Yes. And then they have like the longer wispies coming off like their elbows almost. And then they have like long wispies coming like down, like just past their belly a little bit. Yeah. And, and on Nicole's girls, it looks like somebody like in the summertime, especially when they get wet and they come out and they start to dry a bit. It looks like somebody came along and crimped their hair. Like it's it yes. that, that crimp I know. sort of like <laughs> style Aww. to it. So did they talk about- It's like 90s about, hair. <laughs> it is. They're like little 90s dogs, little- stars in a like salt and pepper video <laughs> no they didn't talk about that like they didn't talk about the crimping or but, like I would be afraid of cutting and messing up those nice beautiful wispies that they get like especially with the longer hair goldens or- yeah so I saw like uh like they didn't talk about that they didn't have enough time which yeah. is why I'm hoping like they do a part two yeah uh, but I did see on some YouTube videos on how to groom that Mm-hmm. So the main, this is not where I, I didn't learn this on YouTube. I learned this on Instagram following some dogs. Tucker yes. that I follow on Instagram. I think everybody knows Tucker. He's very famous. He has a very long mane. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never cut it. Oh, okay. But it takes, it takes, I think, a couple of years for it to actually grow in. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I think so at like, least like a couple of years. So they get it like more when when they're adults. Yeah. Okay. But you can groom that. Like I've seen it in the YouTube videos. And then like the little wisps like behind the the lakes. Yeah. You can groom that too. But some dogs like golden retrievers have different like different dogs can have different coats. Yes. Like you see like more curly golden retrievers. Some yes. of them have like longer hair. Some mm-hmm. of them have shorter hair just naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can definitely cut those. And then the tail. So do you think that's like more of a personal preference thing between It is, yeah. Like, so they're like, when they go to the groomers, I say, okay, I want you to keep this, but let's get the mane down like a little bit. And it just depends. Because like, I do find with Goldens, even between Goldens, I notice the styles of their coats, like to be very different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Their coats might be different, but also what they decide to do with it. I guess some Golden Retrievers don't have as much to work with. Yeah. But yeah, it's preferences. It makes I know like I'm gonna let King. my golden's mane grow. Yes, <laughs> yes. You should call him like. I ain't touching that. Mufasa, Mufasa. Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can bring him home and hold him up, and we'd be like, Simara. Oh, I will. Oh, we will. You'll have to come video. Yes. <laughs> oh my god i can't wait for a puppy oh you know what i bought today what did you buy today a doggy crate <gasps> i'm getting ready oh my it was on Lord. sale so i went and bought it yes <sighs> i had one and i gave it away but i didn't have the divider anymore so i still needed one with a divider okay yeah now do you see people who like dye their dog's hair and stuff like that so there used to be (laughs) yes I don't know if you remember this back in the day there was a CEO of a major like high-tech company that moved into Ottawa and they built this like ginormous like home um, in a very expensive area of Ottawa and the wife was known for of course dressing beautifully and like all design and everything and they had a ginormous standard poodle and she would dye the poodle's hair to match her outfits Wow. And it was causing like an outrage in Ottawa at the time because people were like, that's animal cruelty. And like, you just wonder, like, that's one thing I didn't check for when you go to pet stores and stuff like that. Like, are there safe hair dyeing? Dye. Yeah, I don't know. But I've been watching on, on Amazon the pack. Oh, yes. Which just came out. And there's a couple of poodles on there that have their hair dyed. And one of them is a professional groomer. Oh. And he grooms Usher's dog. No way. And Cameron Diaz. <laughs> so, yeah, his poodle has like some blue and some pink and some purple. And I guess pretty cute. And I guess with poodles, like it, because they have hair, right? Rather than fur. So that's like another difference when you're talking about like coats too, right? So anything that's been crossed with a poodle usually has the hair and that's what what makes them so hyperallergenic and maybe that's what makes them more susceptible to dying but I wonder how much like or not how much but what they use to dye the dog's hair I don't know you actually see him do it on the show oh really yeah like they show him grooming his like own- in between like activities or events he's actually like putting color in his dog's hair Really? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, is this, like, an amazing race except people with their dogs? Is that the premise of the show? Yeah, that's it. And then the dogs help out. 
I am for going, some of the like I'm telling you right now I am going to binge that over the Christmas season I yes some time off it's okay. pretty good so I just did a quick little google search here and I said what do you use to dye poodle hair and it says um people use a lot of paint and there's a couple of different products that are here there's one that's called pet stain and it shows a little like mini doodle with like literally like different colored ears and different colored paws oh <laughs> So it looks like there's a company that I'm sure it's got to be safe for animal use or not, depending because it's completely unregulated, unregulated. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Like like I'd be sketched out on that. Um, It says you could also use vegetable dye food coloring. Ooh. Because and that's a good idea because they dye a lot of our foods, right? Like they put like. Yeah. Food coloring in, even in meat to make it look like red and that it's fresh. And that's why it's like it's always brown on the inside because we buy from like a local farm company. And I remember that was one of their like selling features. They're like, there's no dye in this. Meat is meant to look brown. Like you doesn't you don't have to put red. That's just yeah. red dye that you're eating in your food. And I was like, oh, my God, they're right. <laughs> so and it's the same with like, you know, uh, vegetables of any kind because they want your food to look perfect so that you buy it. Right. So vegetable dyes make sense because then it's if it's safe for us to consume, it's probably safe for these guys too. So yeah, you can use. When vegetable. I was in elementary school, I dyed my hair with Kool Aid. Oh yes. Yeah, so that might work. That might. Work it might too. be a little bit crunchy, but. Uh, what is the most common poodle color? Oh my god, this is. Oh, this is this is an internet rabbit hole I could go down. There's like all different kinds of like. Pick up your phones, everybody. <laughs> We're going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> okay, if you literally like Google what to use to dye poodle hair and then type on images, you are going to get some clowny looking poodles, folks. <laughs> People have dyed every. There's some with like pink hair. There's some with like different ear colors, tail colors, paw colors. Oh my god, they made one look like a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. This is hilarious. Okay, this is entertaining. Look this it is up. This is entertaining. People. Oh my god, they dyed a poodle to look like a donkey for Halloween. <laughs> it's like huh? got like big brown colors on it and they cut it to look like a donkey too. Oh my oh. god, there's Elmo and Big Bird. <laughs> okay, you guys need to check that out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, dyed poodles. Oh my god, that is so funny. That is so funny. Apparently, like, and I always just, I always just imagined a, the the poodle being like the designer dog, right? That rich people yes. had, and they were like these elegant, like, like I thought they were like ditzy, like animals. But they are like in the top five for like super smart, smart. yeah, super smart dogs. So I wonder if they know. Like, I wonder if they look in the mirror and are like, oh god, they chose the purple again, or. <laughs> the one that made, made look like a donkey. I wonder if they're just like, I literally look like an ass. <laughs> Aww. Oh my God. I wonder if they're thinking anything. I wonder. Well, but, but so if you see the, I've seen this with several of my friends before when you take like, so for all the doodles, they can get really shaggy. I like a doodle that has the longer hair and the curlies. Everywhere yeah, me and they, too. And they look like a little, 
like like raggedy like like yeah stuffy almost like I just find them so cuddly and they are very poofy and they get their little curls going and everything but in the summertime like people tend to shave them or when their fur gets so matted because with those curls and stuff like that and especially if they go out and roll around like in the grass and like go for a long run or through the forest and stuff like that their fur gets matted to the point where it will take you hours to comb it out with those tools mm-hmm. that you mentioned earlier, Barrow. So people just shave them, right? Because it's easier and it's hair and it does just grow back. So I have seen several times <laughs> the sh- the shaggies going in and then coming back like bare naked. Aww. And they are embarrassed. They are. At first, they're like embarrassed and they try to hide. <laughs> and they got like the sad dog look face. Like, like don't look at me. <laughs> like the, the shame face. So... I think there there is a little bit of, you know, they know of a vanity there for them, <laughs> you know, like what have you done to my fur? <laughs> oh, I want it back. Poor little dog. That's like when you go to the hairdresser and they give you a bad haircut and you're like, can I just go back, please? <laughs> exactly. Back in time. Exactly. Yeah. The kinds, the kinds that make you call in sick to work. Like imagine yeah. somebody like shaving like one of your eyebrows off, like <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think would you shave the other one? <laughs> I I would probably might as well have probably. both off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have a question for you. I got that my boyfriend asked me. You. Okay. He asked me if ever we get to the breeders. Mm-hmm. And there's no more males left, but they have a female. Would you take it? Um, I probably would. It would depend on how desperate I am for a dog. Like for Gibbon, we said we didn't matter because it didn't matter. But we like having, we have two dogs at a time. And that I think that's going mm-hmm. to be like our plan going forward for until we stop having dogs, which will be never. <laughs> but... <laughs> So I like having one of each because I find it just like balances each other out, I guess. Like, I don't know. And I don't know if it makes a difference in terms of like rank and pack or because that usually has more to do with age than anything else. Yeah. um, If like they only had a girl left because they when we went to our breeders, they said like you get first pick of male or female. And because with the Weimaraners, there's like the light gray and the dark gray. We wanted the dark gray. So like Gibbs is like a a blue. I'm like air Mm -hmm. quoting here right now. Yeah. Blue wine. That's the like dark (laughs) gray color. So that was more important to us than than the gender. So if they had had a female left over, we probably would have had two girls and there would have been more girls in my house yay (laughs) yay but right now it's just me and becky (laughs) girls gotta stick together yeah this man's world over here but um yeah i would probably take a girl yeah i don't know i think i it's just because i'm so sad on the name oh okay i don't know any girl dog names that i would want yeah i haven't thought about it Hmm. Hmm. hmm so we'll see things that make you go yeah I I wonder I more wonder if there are certain characteristics um you know with females over males with certain things I like I like yeah if peeing like is a big one like the the two biggest pissers I ever had were scraps and gibbs gibbs is becoming like a pisser I'm talking like (laughs) lifting leg like 24 7 the, oh. the other day, I kid you not, 
Becky was squatting to have her pee and Gibbon came along and peed on Becky while she was peeing. I was like, get a no! Get a no! <laughs> See, my last dog, Wiggum, always squatted. He never lifted his leg. Like, yeah. I don't know if he just didn't know how or I was so, like, not alpha or dominant that he didn't mind if his pee was not, like, higher than the, than the previous one. Yeah. So I never experienced that. But I think males are more cuddly than females. I think oh, yeah. females are a little bit more independent. That's just what I've read, but I, like, I don't know. I think ultimately it just depends on the dog that you get at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's with, I think, like, any any animal out there, really. Because, like, even cats growing up, like, I can't say that the males were a certain way over the the females like i we had like a siamese and his name was reggae reggae man my reggae <laughs> man and um he was like super cuddly but then we had mickey who was a girl and mickey was equally as cuddly i don't know it's hard to say and that's so, cats. Yeah. that's like a total different species but yeah um i, I think feel like that... cuddly cats is a completely different species than just regular cats <laughs> <laughs> it's true that's why i was considering getting a hairless ones because like they need you for the warmth so like they have to be cut <laughs> which is kind of what i think might be the situation with gibbon too that might be why they're velcro dogs oh. they, they just want the heat but as cheap as it may <laughs> be i i love everything i'll take it, it. Yes. i'll take it <laughs> you can have my body warmth any day of the week gibbs yeah he's uh hmm. he's very sweet my little he is copper oh but yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything else to say about grooming oh um maybe one thing i'll touch on really quickly too is the ears and i i can't remember if we talked about this on another episode Mm. but like um especially the hounds where you have like the ear the floppy ears um i don't know if like because it closes like the opening a bit more but they tend they are more prone to like ear infections and stuff like that and um when we got gibbs they said like definitely do the nails and definitely um uh um, clean the ears out the ears was a big one and they said try to find an alcohol free solution to put in their ears because sometimes it can be like a bit damaging and probably um, dries it out it does and there's like super expensive solutions that you can buy out there from these pets uh pet smart and like huge chain stores and stuff like that um and do you want to know what works the best for cleaning out my gibby's ears apples i know what what what, what, guess guess apple cider vinegar (laughs) yes it is (laughs) it melts it away and it's totally freaking awesome seriously it's like the simplest and best thing yeah. to clean his ears with. It's awesome. It's just absolutely Ooh, awesome. I've never tried that. I will try that. Yeah. And I can Oh, sh- they did say sorry, I'm cutting no, you no, off. No, 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 no. You go ahead. They did say. They uh during the seminar they were cleaning the ears. Mm-hmm. And you can really like stick your finger in there, like up to your second knuckle. Yes. They like they even put they even said you can put a Q tip because their ear canal is made completely different from what humans uh ear canals are made are made like um and the it just narrows <laughs> <You can't talk. laughs> it's so narrow that you can't fit in the q-tip oh, i don't okay. think i would ever stick a q-tip but um you can apparently you probably could 
I would be a little bit nervous too, because depending mm-hmm. on how your dog is and how you have them trained to tolerate that sort of thing, you know, and especially when you're pouring solutions in there and stuff like that, I can tell you right now by training Gibbs in the beginning, he would do that, the flap, the flap, the flap, the flap, you know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. Cause like and it goes everywhere <laughs> and it goes absolutely everywhere. Like I got this, one of those super expensive solutions and they said, put like half a tablespoon and just pour it directly in, try to keep it in there. Yeah. Try to keep it in there, folks. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I did it in my kitchen and got ear cleaning solution absolutely everywhere. <laughs> there was no keeping it in there. It was flappa, 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 slush, 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 like everywhere. Aww. And decided to go outside for the rest of the ear cleaning experience. <laughs> so um, keep that in mind. But uh, to from like, I forget who it was that suggested it to me, but soaking a cotton pad or uh like like a, a makeup ball. remover yeah makeup remover pad in um apple cider vinegar or even um taking a piece of gauze or something like that um I use gauze because I work from a hospital setting where like we waste a lot of that sometimes so I'll take that home and clean their ears out with it and it works phenomenal good well. idea yes it's the only kind I have <laughs> <laughs> just joking and the last thing I want to just touch on as well is teeth because mm. who wants to brush their dog's teeth every day? Not me. Not me. I mean, some people do it every once in a while. Uh, dental cleaning is a huge part to owning an animal when they start to get older and anytime if they need it, like a surgery or need a GA for anything, they are always going to offer you a dental cleaning while they're out because they get plaque buildup just like anybody else. The only person I have ever heard of that never had a dental plaque buildup in their dog was um, my close friend Marnie with the miniature uh, doodle. Oh, really? And do you want to know what she did at a young age? And she was with a vet who recommended that she did this, and then she never had a dental problem with her dogs again. Is what? Feed, what? Feed, what? What? Feeding them ice cubes. They crunch, crunch, crunch on the ice ice cubes, Ooh. and it cleans their teeth. So when she got Chewy, is her little doodle's name, little Choo Choo. Um, she started when they were young and she would just get an, an ice cube tray and she would just put the least bit amount of like chicken stock or something like that in the ice cubes and she would pop one or two in, in the bowl every day. So that gets them eating. They're like mm-hmm, ice cubes. And then you can just do regular ice cubes after that. So anytime she's making a drink or whatever, Ooh. she throws an ice cube into uh, Chewy's tray and she just nom, 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 bites on the ice cube and it cleans their teeth. And she's never ev- like every time she goes to the, her vet, uh, or a different vet, they were like, oh my God, do you brush your dog's teeth every day? And she's like, nope, nope, I feed them ice cubes. <laughs> I fed Wiggum ice cubes and he had pretty nice teeth. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to, that would hmm. be a little thing to try. I haven't tried it with Gibbs. I don't know why I didn't. I think it's just because it was like training and this and that and busy with all that stuff. But Gibbs will eat anything. So even if you do drop an ice cube, he's like, nom, 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 nom. And yum, yum, yum. I should probably do a little bit more often than I do. But y'all's, y'all's to the dental cleaning. There was another product that I used once that I found that worked well. And I forget what it was called. But um, when dogs get bad breath, especially as they age, and especially with that plaque buildup that we just talked about, I forget what this stuff was called, but you would take like a cap of it and put it in their water bowl and they don't even notice. And that helps significantly, like, you know, when dogs get old and they get the death breath and they come over and you want to yes. pet them, but it smells like a thousand 
rotting corpses. <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> Becky's getting there. I, I remember oh. using that and it made it, uh, it did make a difference in their breath, I found. Ooh. Yeah. Good. Yas. Yes. I think that that pretty much covers it for dogs, eh? Coats? Yes. Tools? Ears? I think that is it. Toofy Tivas? The nails? <laughs> <laughs> the teeths? Oh. The teeths? The hair? The boots with the hair. Yeah. Or boots with the fur. Boots and hair and boots and hair and boots and hair. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think that's it. I think that's it too. Yeah. Till the, next week. Till next week. Thanks y'all for tuning in. On Let's Boops Newts. Adios. Adios. Amigos.